This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Bez, what do you love? Well, John, it's a new sponsor and I'm loving it. For me, double quarter pound a meal. What are you having? Oh, it's got got to be the chicken nugget share box. To myself, there's no sharing, but to myself. That goes without saying. But what yeah. dip? Oh, barbecue. It's a barbecue dip. Yeah. But where can people get it? So, yeah, where can you get it? You can order via the McDonald's app. Um, it's via participating restaurants only. 18 plus. Rewards. Registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. So, see mcdonalds.com for full details. Welcome to the Ale and Vale podcast. It's Tuesday the 2nd of January. Our undefeated run of 2024 has come to an end very abruptly on day one against bottom of the league, where we were, let's be honest, went back to type and were dog shit for 80 minutes and we were okay for 10 minutes after half time. But let's not get carried away. We were no better than okay. I've had enough now. I'll be honest, I'm questioning my life decisions. I've already paid for my coach for Reading and booked on for Fleetwood. After that, I think I'm done. I've had enough. It's shite. Johnny? How are you? Yeah. I, I walked out to the ground yesterday. I was absolutely fuming. And a, a lot of people have seen my tweets yesterday. And like to be to, to be greeted by I assume it's a member of our playing playing staff's family. Because otherwise I don't know why a scouser would be there in the away end giving me grief because he didn't like my opinion and then trying to belittle me because he played for fucking Marine once upon a time. Like, it just, it, it just beggars belief. He stood there telling me that I can't blame one, I, I can't stand there and blame one on my own, but I'm blaming the other professionals. It's because the two professionals that come on half time were dog shit. Like, they added nothing to the team whatsoever. They're supposed to be professionals. They're probably two of the highest paid players and they were wank. <laughs> It just it just wound me the fuck up because like it's just nothing to do with our club he isn't other than like say I assume it's a family member or a friend and that's the only reason he's there. It's like don't tell me what I can and can't think about it just because I haven't played semi professional. So I just turned around to him and said, Well, you can't comment on it either because you've never played professional football, so off you fuck. Like it's just that just that just capped capped off the day for me of like why, why why we couldn't do the basics right and that's mm. the frustration it was the basics yeah no i'm with you and 
I've seen the club in some shit times. I've seen us get relegated under Smith with Brown and Ribeiro season. I've seen us get relegated under Rudge, to be fair. I've seen us get relegated down to League Two. And I've never felt so far away from the club as I do now. And that's the God's honest truth. And I think it's because even when we got relegated under Smith, there was stuff coming out of the club. You heard what was going on. Might have been Smith having a breakdown, but you heard stuff. Whereas now, you're hearing nothing. And I'll be honest, I spend season tickets, same as most diehards, and I class myself as a diehard, season tickets every season without fail. I buy home away and third shirt every season without fail. I didn't even like the home shirt. I haven't worn it, but I brought it to put money in the club. Birthdays, Christmases, I'll spend as much money as I can in the club shop to put money in the club. I go to the ground and I'll have a pie or a programme or a burger or a coffee or something just to put money in the club constantly. I turn up to every supporters club meeting when I'm not away for work. I'm part of the club supporters summit. I record two to three podcasts a week, depending on what the Vale are doing. So I spend a lot of time and a lot of money on the Vale. And I don't feel valued at all. And as I say, after Fleetwood away, I shan't bother, I don't think, with another away game this season. And if I hadn't got my season six, I don't think I'd bother with them. Because as a fan, I don't feel as though you're involved anymore. You used to be. You used to know what was going on. Now, absolute. You hear what's going on when we're going, when it's going well. We've been shy for two months and not one murmur has come out of that club. Unofficial Vale did a poll on Crosby in, Crosby out. And last time I saw it, there was around about 650 votes. 78%, I think, were saying out. Now, we don't run the club. We don't know what's going on. We can't make that decision. So I don't want to be involved in the running of the club, but I just don't feel valued anymore. I don't feel as though my opinion matters. And I'm signing out. Yeah, what 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 I think the problem is, it, it, it's more that we 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 haven't we haven't like you said we haven't heard anything at all, and we don't we, we don't expect them come in and say oh we're going to sack him if he loses the next game or he's he's got a job for life. That's not that's not what you're asking for. It's just asking for a bit of a bit of something to say. We know it's going bad, and we're working hard to rectify it. It doesn't even have to be anything of that much substance does it to, to to make you think oh actually they've got this under control like and it's Just something to know yeah. that you know what fans we're listening to you we know you're concerned so are we yeah and then we we know we, we get to this stage and i've seen it seen it on twitter these last this last couple of days we're skin we're near administration we can't afford sacking we can't afford any signing all that starts coming out and then the opposite that dono wants by the club but she won't let him all that crap then starts spouting and it's just it doesn't help anybody it doesn't it it creates division it creates arguments and it's just we're at the stage now where we are in a so much better place off the pitch than the last couple uh, and than most of the stuff that you mentioned earlier at the start when you said that like you felt closer so probably for the last 20 years we're in a better yeah. place off the pitch than so don't so don't ruin it. Don't ruin that, because I've seen people saying, "Oh, when's the goodwill going to end?" Whether and stuff like that. I don't see why it has to end. You can you can disagree with the owner without wanting them to sell the club and and get out, sort of thing. You you can you can disagree with what they're doing without that need. 
don't you don't need to go down that route of she's untouchable because she isn't. She makes mistakes. People criticise that's allowed. Do you know what I mean? But no one can honestly tell me stand there hand on heart and say that they want to sell the club. No, and that... I don't. And mine isn't an attack on Carol by any stretch no. of imagination. There's a lot of staff at that club. It's having yeah. no one's thought. You know what the fans need to hear from us now. It is, and, and look at the end of it. We were told during the restructure that everything football was flitcraft. So yeah. it's got it, it's it's falls at his door. This does, and we we know there isn't the most PR friendly in terms of he doesn't he doesn't really enjoy that side of it and stuff like that. But tough shit. You've he's got to, you've got to front it. You've got to stand there and and front what you've done. And and that's not that's not me saying come out and say, right, don't worry, we're, we're signing three players, four, four on loan, whatever, going at it that way, because that's that's just not going to work, because you can guarantee one of them will fall through and then everyone will have the pitchforks out. It, it just needs to be, like, as I said earlier, we, we've got a plan, we, we, we know what we're doing sort of thing and go from there. And it's, it's just that simple. It's that simple to know that they're still about. And right. I get that. And it's too late now. Start of the season, we were told that this club is more open and more transparent now. We were told that fans will be kept informed of what's going on at the club. Fans will be involved. Mm-hmm. What's happened? Where's that gone? It's, just the, same, it's the same thing, isn't it? It's, it's the fact that I think the issue is, and I, I'll, be, I'll be deadly honest, and the issue is that their expectations versus ours are different because we are mid-table. So that ticks that box, and that's that. That was people's expectation at the start of the season. Like we've got to a quarter final of a cup. Like so on that paper, that, it's a good season. I look is, on paper, it's a good season. My eyes tell me different. Yeah, your eyes tell you different because the product on the pitch isn't great. But it's shite. But yeah, I get. I, and I fully appreciate it, and I agree with you. But I think that's the problem: is that tick box wise. We're taking along, like so. The, the question is, Steve, who's with us now, and I know you're playing devil's advocate, John, because I know you'd agree yeah. with me. And Steve, who's with us now, hit the nail on the head on the last podcast. I think it was Steve, or it was Tom, one of them, said it's the traject- trajectory, and I can't even say it. We've won three of the last fourteen. If we do yeah. that again in the next fourteen, we are going down. The club, we're on a run now nearly as bad as what got Clark sacked and we know it isn't just football related why Clark got sacked but we were told he got sacked because the performances these performances are as bad if not worse bar the odd one we played nine games in December we played well against Wigan we played well against Blackpool you could argue we played well for 20 minutes against Barnsley but I think they took the foot off the gas we did play they took the foot off the gas so for five and a half Five and three quarters if you're classing the 20 minutes of bonds or six games. Seven. We've been fucking shite. We have? Yeah. We have? I, yeah. I, I, I get that. And I just think for me, like I say, looking at looking at the big the, the big picture of where the club might was standing, and this I could be completely wrong here, do you know what I mean? But I just think that they're looking at on paper. It's it's where we expected to be, and that's why they they're probably not clambering to make the same sort of changes. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't think they're not looking at recruitment. It just means that I think that they're they're willing to give Crosby a little more 
time than we are. Um, yeah. And I, fans are voting with the feet now, though, aren't they? I know season ticket yeah. holders that aren't going anymore. Yeah, I think that um, this is will be just what eventually causes change. I, I listen to you, Bez, and you're you're absolutely veiled till you die to talk like that. Doesn't, doesn't upset me because it, it makes me a bit sad for you, like, but not for you when people like you are thinking that. But what will force change at Vale is it's always financial. Everything everything eventually boils down to numbers. And I see it in my own eyes. I was I went down sitting at Wall Street, it was in the pub yesterday, whatever it was, he went to thingy. And he said, You know what? I come to our scope on Sydney. And he's gone for three or four pints. And when you've got hardcore like you and him deciding, you know, we're, and the numbers are involved, then that will that will force a change. And I think what's worse is that it's not listening to you guys and people are it's not anger. It's like apathy. It's like we you know, with Thursday, there was a real, you know, we needed him out of the club. He was a bad man. Carl's done such a lot for the club, which is turning the supporters ap- apathetic towards it through Crosby style football, through the lack of information that comes out to the the odd decisions we make about our squad. I left yesterday, and I wasn't that angry, to be honest. I was nowhere near as angry as, as Johnny, who I saw leaving. But by the time I got home and I thought about it, and I was speaking to my brother, you know, like my brother, for instance, he comes from Chester from every home game. And, um, you know, I met him on the side, I met him at Lim Services. And talking to him on the way home, it, I, I just got angry and angry and angry because... You take, you take the game as a whole yesterday, there were some really bad decisions made but by the manager, maybe by some of the players, and we'll get on to some, because I think some of them were disgraceful yesterday for different reasons. But it feeds back into what you what you two are talking about. People have, people have fed up. The, the, the board is in the same old nonsense, the same old, um, well, we've got Sharik, he can play, he can play wing-back. We've got Uchi and Loft up front. You know, Conlon and Cass disappeared. Now, they're not the answer to our problems, but you're not telling me Conlon coming on in centre midfield and letting low state centre half you say wouldn't have been better. All these things are going to cause Carol a massive problem, which is creeping up on it. And I'm not sure that they've realised it yet, but I think they will when you see the Charlton Gates after Christmas, everyone's skint, then the week after. I won't go to Reading, but I'll go to Fleetwood. And People will just the, the supporter base will get less, and that's what will, that's what what will drive the change. Mm. Dicko hit the nail on the edge yesterday when he said, "If they can't be arsed, why should I?" And that's yeah, exactly how I feel at the yeah. moment. Yeah, I was talking to Dicko, and when you've got someone like him, the amount of time and effort and aggrav- I know what award it is, what is the aggravation for someone like him to be thinking, Do "You know what? I can't be arsed anymore." Then they have got real problems heading their way and if they don't do something to incentivise us to to get people going that can be a couple of signings in January because the big fear is that they'll do this year what they did last year they'll think you know what we've got enough we've got enough straight through here and they'll, they can't last they year, can't last year we said that last year last year they were just about proved right weirdly and whether they'll try that again, I don't know, but they need to make a statement somewhere along the line that's a change in manager, which I don't think they want to do, or sign some science way to, to get us excited again. Because we're losing, we're losing our blaster. All is obviously gone. It's shining light. We've got to replace him. People are talking to Alfred. No, I have no idea whether Alfred's going back. He's been our best player for the last month. And there's just, 
there's nothing to get to get your game. We're out of all the cups now. You know, we stumbled out that fiasco against Stevenage, which it was. You know, Middlesbrough, where we didn't lay a glove on. And then there's not a lot there for us at the moment. And the, the next three or four months as a Vail fan, it's not exciting, is it? No, and I, when we got relegated, when Chris Eagle scored that goal at Walsall, blah, 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 yeah. blah. Not once did I consider not going in an away game because I was disheartened with it. It was, do you know what? They're trying, they're just not good enough. I won't bother, I'll go and support them. It isn't that they're signing good, but it's not because we've lost to bottom of the league. Someone's going lose to bottom of the league. Why not Port Vale? I've got no issue with that. If we'd have played well and they'd have come out fighting and been up for it and we'd have battered them for 70 minutes and only got one goal and then they pushed on at the end and sneaked it, fine. We didn't batter them for 70 minutes. They were the better side. We went 1-0 up in a 10-minute spell, which is the only spell that we actually played a bit, and were shite for 80 minutes and couldn't be arsed. And then today, your manager come out with some bollocks of, well, five players have played all four games over Christmas. Carlisle have played four games over Christmas. Don't give me that shit. And he comes out with the same shite after every game. His subs cost us again yesterday, and we could go over this season and... Him costing us versus him winning his games, it'll be outshone by him costing us by a good distance. He's and got it, the reverse minus touch when it comes to substitutes. He really has, hasn't he? <laughs> Everything he touches turns to shit, that's for certain. But it's untouchable. And I don't mind, we've tried it. We tried it. We went for the bloke that was there. We went for the nice guy. We went for the good coach, and I'm not disputing that. We tried him as a manager, it hasn't worked. When do we cut his losses? Because I believe, had we not made the quarter final, the cup would have gone by now, is my view. Yeah, I think it would have turned. I think it would have turned a lot sooner. I think the problem is that, like we spoke about it previously, that the odd game here and there is saving it from from tipping over. But I felt yesterday, yeah. yeah, the response yes at the end of yesterday's game was a hundred times worse than it's been recently. So I think it's getting there now with the people that. Or travelling off up and down the country, I think it's get getting to the stage where like your six seven hundred people that travel everywhere are getting to that stage of like you've just said, why should we bother? And what what really frustrates me is you get your captain then face the media and says it wasn't good enough. I why 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 are you standing there telling us it's not good enough? Do something on the pitch about it. Like you can't, you can't tell me that every single player that that stepped foot on that pitch for hundred percent in. Because I tell you what, three players did. And well, the, the yak come out after Barnes he says it wasn't good enough, and he wasn't good yeah. enough. Deborah come out after was it the Middles Battalion went we weren't good enough. The players know we're not good enough. The players are telling them we're not good enough. Listen to the post match interviews. So much got changed. Yes, and, and I think like like I, I've harped on, on on about it quite a, lot. a strong manager sees that game out. Like you either trust Reese Walters or you don't. That's the thing. You either trust him or you don't. And Crosby doesn't doesn't obviously trust him. Like put him on the bench. If, if you're making a central midfield change, you have to bring your central midfielder on. Don't go and ruin your back three again for about the third time this season. And it's cost us nine points this season. That has nine points. Jason Lutoff, the had, this yeah. Well, yeah, Jason Lutoff. Um, what I would have, if I'd have been him, if I didn't trust Reese Walters, I'm dragging Collins' ass up there 
Now, Tom, whether Tom Conlon is going or not, unless he's down tools, he's a veiled player. And for the last 10 minutes, I'm telling him to sit in midfield, get on it, spray it around and put some tackles in if he doesn't trust Reese Walters. You know, oh. leaving and not, not disrupting the back three. Oh, if the reports that Reese Walters won't sign a contract is going elsewhere to him, we don't know if they are or not. We've got no confirmation. They are rumours. But if they are true and you don't want to bring him on because of that, don't put him on the fucking bench in the first place. Yeah, I've called, I've called him there. Someone who can play midfield, who Colin's always been a good professional. You've got no reason to think that he wouldn't that he wouldn't play. The whole team selection was really was I thought it was really weak across me. I know me and we'll, we'll get on to because I was talking to Johnny in the pub before and we disagreed on selection. Um but he came back the Reese Walters thing was just mental. You know, he's there, he's your midfielder, stick him on or don't have him there. Because otherwise he's just a waste of a seat on the bus up there, isn't he? He's just he was just yeah, and this this illness oh, going round must be really bad because every player that seems to have had a disagreement with Crosby's ill the next game. Ryan Loft's been ill twice this month. His immune to, medical staff aren't doing something with him immune his immune system. Get some vitamin C and to him. Yeah, and Christ, we could have done with Loft yesterday, couldn't we? For the last could have done minutes. with anyone, and that's not me saying Loft's the answer, by the way. But the two strikers that were on the pitch were knackered, and you took the best yeah. one off. Yeah. Yeah, but let's let's be honest with that. That that's come that's come from Crosby cocking up the subs. Mm. First off, he he made one force change. He had to make that change, but then at half time he's cocked up the subs by dragging both wing backs off, knowing that in the second half he's got to take off the two strikers because they can't do ninety minutes. And that's not a dig at Willow there. We know he's coming back from injury, and we know that whether he or powers that be say that he needs to build in a certain way. We know that he can't do 90, but Willow, there's no question that Willow put 100% in yesterday. He, he, he was, you can't question his desire to play football. So you then look at Ooch, who, by the way, is an absolute fucking disgrace that he's been at yes, this club three months and he can't do 90 minutes. That's, yeah, it's yeah. yeah, for me, that's the worst part. After 55 minutes, he's blown through his arse. It's just not. Yeah, but at 55 minutes of him sprinting around constantly, I'd, do, I'd go, do you know what? Benefit the doubt there. But he doesn't. He ambles around with the odd run. And it's just, to be knackered at that stage is, it, it is pathetic. So to know that you've got to do that and making three subs before the second half starts off, you are gambling massively. And I know that you don't predict injury, but... You, you, you've kind of got to hold the sub back for that reason, haven't you? You've got to look at it and go, someone may get injured. To make the two at half-time bonkers, and more so because the two that come on at half-time were shite. They added nothing to it. Yeah. Yeah, don't disagree. Don't disagree. Yeah, uh, I know. I'm going to... Go I thought Shalik had to come off at half-time. He, yeah, was getting he, he was getting run ragged. Lomax, I'd have left on because he wasn't so much and done what you said. But if I, I wouldn't have started with him yesterday, I would have started with definitely Grant and probably Massey. Because this, um, the six, the 116, 117 years old, they played two games, they played two days before. There was a certain inevitability about that. And he didn't do it because he didn't want he didn't want people saying, Oh, you've changed your winning team, or you've got to drop the young lads. Mickey Adams, I bet you any money if he thought 
that they were better. He would have given he would have given five foot on the fans. So he would he would have brought Grant back in and said, "Look, he's sixteen years old. I can bring one after." What you say, Johnny, is exactly what happened. He he, he was forced into three subs. And some of his players can't. Some of his players can't last nine minutes. And then you could see them coming back and winning that game a mile off, couldn't you? It was so what it was in front of your eyes what's going to happen. And that's that's on him. Whichever way around you did it, whether you start with the young lads or you start with more experienced players, you need you to swap one but not both and leave yourself something something in the bank. You've got to it's we ended we ended up that game playing with eight men. Because yeah. Al- Alfie, as, as as good as he was, Alfie was struggling that game. Ooch may as well not have been on the pitch. And like you that you're then looking at the fact that your wing backs were, were wank, Barmer was wank. Like it's like that experiment's surely got to have got to be binned off now. Cause yeah. that that's he there's no way he's making a professional footballer. He's twenty two and that that for me if 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 he makes if if he makes national league he'll be lucky. Yeah, I, I I'd agree. Balmer's not for me. And Bailey Pepper, and he's sixteen years old. He ran around a lot, but that wasn't the game for him, was it? But you know, Loft has either disappeared or ill, whichever way you look at it. So we, we were expecting an awful lot of him with twenty minutes to go, and it was just and he, and like like you've got Uchi standing next to him, waddling around. I mean, I know it's comical, but I don't know if you can remember his attempt at an overhead kick. That was just about some this performance up for me. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I don't know why either. Do you know what I mean? Like, so a, a, a striker in form, yeah, I get it. Someone there can't hit a barn door. What? Why is he trying to fucking hit it? I, just, yeah. I don't understand it. I don't, my 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 irritants with the whole thing is he comes out after and goes, Ben Garrity's been playing through a calf injury since last year. Since last fucking year. What? Why haven't we done something about it? Like. <laughs> What what's happened in the summer where they've gone? Oh, do you know what we don't need need to? And it if he's been carrying it twelve fucking months, that's a disgrace. Like Gareth has got balls. He turns up every week for it, doesn't he? He isn't saying he can only do thirty minutes. He's a warrior, Ben Garrett is, and he can yeah. walk off that pitch and elder will die. He was one of three or four who could want to. Yeah, he yeah. is. But if he's been carrying that injury that long, why are we why have we done that to him? And there was someone else that's carry, that, that that's been that's played through one. I can't remember who, who, who said it. Well, was. he said Deborah had been carrying the knots Deborah, since before Deborah. Christmas, hadn't he? Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, why aren't why aren't we being sensible about that? And then, and I know, again, Steve, similar to what you've just said about the young lads. But if you know that he's been carrying a problem, he's played two days ago. Start Yakoviti. He hasn't been in the best form. I get that, and we go we go back to that backlash sort sort of side of it. But I'd prefer start Yakoviti and lose to Carlisle. Than lose Deborah for six weeks because that's probably a yeah. hit it is going to be four to six weeks. Yeah, yeah, and, and, it's, it's, and I think it's cowardless. He, do, he doesn't fancy facing the backlash. You know, he, talk, he talks a good game about how we care about the players and stuff like that, but it's easier for him to start with Deborah <laughs> when, when, when Deborah goes off injured and say, Oh, he's got an injury, and start with Yakovetti having the likes of us. Saying when yeah when the app makes another mistake, I mean, I just don't think he's brave enough. I think he's, I think he's scared of his own shadow in the way in the way he manages the club and the decisions he makes. And I thought after after the Blackpool game, I thought, do you know what? He might have turned a bit of a corner here. He might he might be standing up for himself, living and dying by what he wants to do. But I don't think he did anymore. And 
and then to come out after the game and give us some stats about how we concede less or free kicks than anybody else. We actually concede less free kicks. We don't make any tackles. And you could hear Yates afterwards, like, you just thought, you know, oh, this is this is nonsense. And it's all it's all final, isn't it? And it's and it goes links back to the very start what when you were saying he's killing in, he's killing the fans' interest by soft soaping his bollocks and taking us for idiots. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. Right, let's get into it because I wanna go watch the darts. Finish <laughs> Carlisle two, Vale one. Vale won't want to look through Garrity on forty nine. Carlisle equalised to a penalty on 80 through Gibson, and then Malish won it in the 93rd. Possession stats, Carlisle had 94 points, 49.7% <laughs> possession. Vale had 50.3. Total shots, 15 for Carlisle, 10 for Vale. On target, four apiece. Off target, eight for Carlisle, five for Vale. Carlisle had three block shots to Vale's one. Corner, six to Carlisle, one for Vale. Fouls committed, Carlisle committed 10, we committed 16. Uh, yellow cards, three for Carlisle, two for Vale. And as I've said, Carlisle ran out to one winners. Um, Johnny, you messaged me before the game. And you said... Oh, you were messaging me last night, so we've got to scroll back over. Yeah, sorry about that. I was, asking, I, was, I, was asking, I, was, I was making you do work at 10 o'clock at night. You were. Uh, uh, Massey bomb squad, question mark. Relying on kids save his job as bold. Wilson for loft at half time. Oh, that was Friday. Oh, Friday, yeah. That was Friday. <laughs> Yesterday, you said the 11 deserve it after Friday, but it's brave. Two wing backs on the bench, but only one striker means one of which Wilson needs to do 90 realistic. Yeah, and that was the question is it realistic? And I think, I think we answered it, yeah. didn't we? But like I said, I know I know Steve, you dis- you disagree and I get I get why you disagree. I think it's bold and I said it's bold to, to keep the same eleven, knowing that that these are bottom of the league, that that, that Joe Garner's involved, Josh Emmanuel's there and a couple of other big lads and whatnot. So I just think that they, they all deserve to start, but just because you deserve a start doesn't mean you get one. And it doesn't mean that anyone's been dropped either. Call it rotation, call it whatever you want, but you've got to pick the team that can win that game. And that that's the worry. If you can ever call it rotation, playing on a Monday after you've played on a Friday, you can call it rotation. Yeah, of course you can. Especially at 16 years old. But yeah. He just, he just hasn't got any... He's either got zero faith in, in these players that are around, or... He's, he, he, he's, he's stupid. And that, that, that's, that's, that's two things. Because, like, you can't, you can't tell me. And, that, like Steve, you said earlier, that Conlon being on the bench isn't a benefit to us in this situation. If every centre midfielder we've got to fit, Conlon gets nowhere near the squad. But in this situation that we're in, you can't tell me he's a better option than not bringing Reese Walters on and fucking up the back three. I just don't. I don't understand the decisions, and it's something that, like, in, that that needs to be explained. Why? What has Reese Walters done? Because there is another. There is another. There is another reason, um, and it's this: if he brings on, if he has two sixteen-year-olds on the bench and an eighteen-year-old up front, and when we lose, 
he can hide behind that. He can say, well, what am I supposed to do? I've got a 16-year-old left wing back. I've got an 18-year-old at right wing back. I've just lost this. I've just I've got one fit centre. I've got one fit centre forward. It's easier for him to put it like that than have than have Conlon, 160 games. Cass, 70 odd games. You're not telling me Cass isn't isn't a better right wing back at the moment than Lomax. But that that doesn't fit the narrative that the club and him want. Oh, we can we can we can have Will Ryder tweeting out. Oh, we've got four academy lads on the bench, and that's amazing. That's fantastic for the club, but it doesn't help us win win League One games like that, does it? And there's and there's an agenda there, a narrative that they can peddle that we're doing that the youth team is going to going to save us and going to be the next generation, which they may well be, but it seems to be quite a coincidence. You've got senior pros who can't get in the team, who were who were left out, and it and it gives them a shield. And whether that's right or wrong, it's an argument I've heard, and I can see why people think that. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're a manager that's safe in his job and under no pressure, you can do it as a bit of a up you to the people above you and go, do you know what? This is all you've left me with recruitment-wise. I've got to rely on this. But a bloke who knows that the fans now, over half, and I'm not going to put a percentage on it, but over half, I would say one Crosby gone now. I think that's fair to say. You can't do that. Because you've already lost the fans. All you're doing is pushing them even further down the path. I don't know who you try and point, prove the point to. That's my thing. Like, I don't, I don't, I, at this moment in time, by doing all this, I don't know who the, who, who the sort of, who, who is he proving the point to? Like, support, but, but I don't I don't even think it is. I honestly I don't. don't. I, I think I, in his head, he's saying to Dave Flickcroft, your recruitment, this is what I'm left with due to injury and people being recalled, etc. Or just go into his office and say, there. He isn't brave enough to do that. He isn't brave enough to go to Flickcroft because he knows that he knows this is his one chance of football management. And I, I think, he, and again, I, I wonder how bothered they are. They think we're going to survive and we get the youth team lads playing 10, 15 games. That means the value of them's higher for next season. You know, they might it might be that next season they're, they're ready for it, but they're not ready for it now. And I, they might I, be I, ready I for it next season. They might be ready in League 2 I mean. next season because that's where we're going. And we need to make sure we stay in League 1. And if anyone thinks, oh, we're comfortable mid-table, we've won three out of the last 14 games. <laughs> Just yeah. let that sink in three out of fourteen. It's 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 all it's, it's all fair. For me, and that's the big thing. It's 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 all it's all fair. What what I think what I think is the big issue, and like it stems back to some stuff that you you pair have just said. And like the assumption comes out then that we're happy. We're going to do what we did last year with. And this is what I got at at the start, that the same old shit then comes spewing out that we're skint, this, that, and the other, we're not going to do whether we're happy play the kids because it drives the value. So, like, this this is where all this stems from, and it then snowballs into bigger things because people say, people talk about it, more people think it, it then looks like it becomes more obvious because we see stuff. And it's like, we're, 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 going, we're going down a really bad path here. Like, as a football club, because we, we we were looking on the way up, and last time we were in League One, we were averaging four and a half, four and a half to five and a half thousand fans in total across the season. 
we've now put 2,000 on that gate by home fans. We will lose them 2,000 as quick as we've gained them. And we've, we've got to think about how, how we do that and how you do it as the product on the pitch. It's one of two ways. And I know, Bez, you won't agree with what I'm about to say here, but it's by playing better football or winning football matches. And idealist, you do both. But you bring in the Cowleys and they start winning football games, fans will stop moaning. And I know you won't like the style of football, but fans no, but will I, stop moaning. Of course they will. And I agree with you. Of course they will. And do you know what? Over what we've got now, I take the Cowleys. Now, I never thought I'd say that. Because at least we get the ball forward and we put pressure on teams in their box. Yeah. Let's be honest. You go football and the entertainment is what happens in the box. It's nice to watch people pass the ball around and spray 40-yard passes. That doesn't get you off the seat. What gets you off the seat is either a strong tackle that, you know, puts a lad in the air and puts the ball out for a throw in when you're up against it, or it's excitement in the box, goal mouth action. We don't get that. People go football to be entertained. And again, if you're winning games like we were at the start of the season, you get away with it. But actually, when you look back at that, all it was was pretty passing across midfield. We didn't actually put teams under pressure. We didn't create loads of chances in it. The post hit the crossbar. Goal is pulled off a worldie. We sneak one nil wins. Yeah, we had, we had we had enough shots on we had enough shots on goal at the start of the season. Though. That was the thing. We they weren't they, like they weren't clear chances, but we had enough shots on goal, and then that kind of got beat out of us a little bit when we started going through the bag run, and now it's it seems to be. Keep kept out of us apart from about three players. I just, it's just so, it's so difficult to look at and put a finger on how, what, like, what one thing do you change to fix this? No, you're right, you're right. And we'll get into it now. Last point I want to make is we've played 24 games and we've got 29 points. They say 50 points, the mark that keeps you up. So we need 21 more points out of 22 games. If we win three out the next 14, we're not on trajectory to get to 50 points yeah to those that say oh but we've got what is it 10 points in the last 18 available is it we've got 11 points from the past last five games 11 from the last five games yeah look over the 14 games i think it was five we haven't look over yeah. the 14 games and oh, sorry we've got 11 points from the last 10 games and we've got 12 from the last 15 12 from the last 15, so 24. Yeah. If you had 12 on, that takes you to 41. How many games? 15. Yeah. That takes you to 39 games. Yeah. You, you've then got seven games to get the remaining eight points. Yeah. Which, on that form, you're not averaging enough points. No. And is 14 games are long enough to look over? I'd say so. Yeah, I think so. I think I think when you look at the last fifteen games form wise, that's that's long enough to to give you an idea. You you look at that. So last fifteen games, we'd be twenty third in this league. There, there's one team worse than us, and that's Exeter. And let's like, be honest, they were bad. We only beat them because of how bad they were. Yeah, and then Wickham are on twelve points at the same time, and they were bad. Like. Cambridge then will be at 21st on 13 points, and they've made a change of manager. You're looking then at Fleetwood, Carlisle, Shrewsbury. Surprisingly, Lincoln would be there. 
Um, I thought they were better than that, but they, they obviously had a good start to the season. Yeah. And then Reading, Charlton, and Cheltenham are, Cheltenham are 14th uh, on the last 15 games. Right. And, and those that say the manager hasn't had enough time, Colchester and Birmingham have got rid of their managers today. They've had less yeah. time than Crosby. Yeah. It's just Fleet, Fleetwood got rid of theirs. Fleet, Fleet he's had twice this. Yeah. He's, he's had two jobs already this season. Quite impressive achievements. You know, it, it's it, we we're, we're not out, we're we're outliers the other way. And in a way, that's admirable that we're sticking. And if you're sticking with somebody who's over three or four years, he's done your good, done the business for you, he's going for a bad patch. That's more understandable, but you're sticking with somebody who's got no track record. Who's, who's, who, you can't look at his CV and say, yeah, he's been through a bad patch before, he's turned it around. He hasn't got that. And, you know, and I don't think he's going to get that. But I just think what we said 10 minutes ago, whatever it was, winning the odd game is keeping the wolf from Andy Crosby's door. And long term, is it doing us any favours? No, it's prolonged it. And then if we go and sack him at the start of February, once the wind has gone, What's the fucking point? And we've had yeah. some disastrous January transfer windows, haven't we? You know, yeah. thinking back, thinking, I mean, when I got, apart from the promotion season, I can't remember a good January transfer window. You can go back to the normal one, the Annick one, and the, um, and the Grant one, and the Anthony Grant one, you know, and, and that, and, and then last year, you know, January has not been a good time for Vale in the transfer market. And this, you know, and every year you say, oh, it's crucial. Well, this time it really is. If they were ignite the fan base, than I um, get that um, they're going to need to do they're going to need to do something and we and we need somebody to come out Flickcroft to give us an, the heads up and what, what direction we're heading not who we're signing or who we're in for and not all this bollocks oh well we thought he's 100 grand striker he's actually 500 that's all nice and that's oh yeah we can, we can we can all buy into that give us some positive direction on what we're looking for and what, how we're going to arrest this slump and how we're not going to end up with Gavin Massey replacing a 17 year old at wing back because that's not right. No, and I did think earlier in the season the club said there was going to be another football forum or something, but has that been brushed under yeah. because we've been shit for two months? Yeah, I'd, I'd say it wouldn't. It wouldn't end up in a good place, would it? So no, it wouldn't. But maybe that's when you need to come out and face fans. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and honestly, we're in, in business or in life. You have honesty conversations. We, you know, we call them. You know where. Issues, issues are thrashed out, and that doesn't mean you have to be each other's friends. You can have a, I mean, we'll debate on this, you know, on this podcast. We'll disagree. We'll have a robust conversation. It doesn't mean we can't. We're not friends. It's just that we disagree, and but they very won't do that. They're too scared of it. They're too scared of people going in and it becoming personal. And I don't think it would. I think if Flitcroft sat at the table like did last time, explain things rationally, get a fair hearing, but he doesn't. Yeah, and he shouldn't Shouldn't be personal. If anyone gets personal, you ask them to leave, because that's not what it's there for. It's there to try and engage fans, because fans are that disengaged with it at the moment. I've never known it. No, the the apathy is something I've not seen before. I don't think. You know, I'm I'm like you. I've been around long enough to see plenty of allegations and you know, V2001, the end of the Billy Bell era, Wild Smithwaite. Even the man who locked me out of the lawn street that time and paid for the trip to Ireland in cash. Keith, Keith, Keith. Right. Keith, Keith right, yeah. But I've never seen people like losing interest. The, the good people like you, Bez, you know, and uh, I, I hope you'll carry on because be, we need a new, new person to do your podcast. <laughs> we, we need to replace it. 
They probably yeah. want to hear from you. My big worry is Ben Garrity goes this, this January. That's my big worry. Who doesn't he take part of scored 12 goals? Yeah. I know, but he can't. Well, he, but he yeah. scored 12 yeah. goals in this, in this team in January. By yeah. That's I all know. competitions, but he's got nine in the league. Some, somebody yeah. has got to be looking at that thinking, where's the punt that is? Yeah, right, dead right. But if he goes, Christ, all blasts are gone. Ojo injured, divine who knows. Relying on Loftonooch, we are fucked. Yeah, they'd they, they be out. But... Yeah, and if, and if Ben did go, on a personal level, you'd have to wish him all the best. Because he is, given, he is given everything. I, mean, I, I said it last week, and I saw it in, in Bag of Sports on his newsletter. Um, you know, like what you said, he's got he's got to be the top of somebody's list. He's got to be, because they'd be mad not to, wouldn't it? Mm. And how, how do we all that? What if he decides he wants to go and get, I'm not saying he would or he wouldn't, gets a bit arsy and Downs Tool says he wants, we end up letting him go for 200 grand or whatever it might be. You know, like we are in shit street then, like you say, Bez, and there will properly be a, there will properly be an uproar that no no amount of goodwill that Carol's got or has left could, could cope with that. Garrity leaving would be a disaster, really would. So please don't leave, man. Stick it out. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's seriously, it's going to literally, it's going to be playing on my mind in the next 28 days. Because, like, I, I know if I was a football manager looking at Rotherham, say, I'd be I'd be thinking, planning for next season half and half. Why why wouldn't you bring someone in that scored 10 goals in a struggling side? Because if you can score 10 goals in a struggling side, what's he going to do next season when we know, we know, I'm using Rotherham as an example, but we know Rotherham go up to the championship, get relegated, get, go up to the championship, get relegated. We know that's their game. So why, would, why wouldn't why would he be looking at that? Like, why wouldn't Bolton be looking at that sort of thing going, if we can add 10 goals into our midfield, that'll get us promoted this oh. season. Derby. You know, yeah, any, any club that's got aspirations about going up, look at it go, if we can add another 10 goals, and... Ben might not be technically pretty on the eye all the time, but he's improved so much as a footballer in the past two seasons. He's he's gritty. He he does he does the he does the dog work. He'll put in a tackle for you. He runs through a brick wall for you. He's playing with half a calf by the sound of it, but still turning up and putting in a shift. And you can count on one hand how many bad games Ben's had. Yeah. He's, 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 he's more than just a runner these days, like you say. Yeah. You know, and that's when when he first came to us, to whatever it was, we all said, oh, he's only good at running, getting he's good late runs into the box. He'll score your goals. He'll, he doesn't do a lot else. He's a lot more than that now, Ben Garrity is. He is. He, yeah. You, if I'm top end of league one, game for promotion, bottom end of the champ, I'm thinking I'll get him for 300, 200, 300 grand, whatever it is. And then flick Croft and then we've got a big decision to make, haven't we? You know, you could, could you, you know, you've got a kind of whole situation almost where you don't, on a personal level, you don't begrudge the move. But from, but from a football club point of view, Ben Gary will be an absolute nightmare for us. Yeah, he really I, would. I think Baggis said in his newsletter for centre midfield, and now he's up there with Ian Taylor for goal scoring record overall for season. I mean, what great companies that. And we've had some great centre midfielders since then that haven't got the goals like this. You've had your Ian Bogus, you've had your Chris Lines, your Michael O'Connor's. We'll put it this Landon way. Landon got many, didn't he? Bridge Wilkinson. Yeah. Two penalties. We'll put it this way, right? 
above him in the top goalscorer list, James Collins, striker, Sam Hoskins, striker, Dion Charles, Colby Bishop, Jamie Reid, Devante Cole, Alfie May, Jordan Rhodes, strikers all above him. It shows top scoring midfield yeah. in the league. Yeah, top, and Kwame Poku is just below him with one less, but got five more assists than him. He's a winger. He, I was going to say he plays as more of an attacking winger, doesn't he? So yeah. you'd expect him to get more than him. Yeah, same as Mason Clark, eight, eight goals, five assists. And then you've got Chris Martin on eight goals. So, like, you, you, look, you, you just look at it and go, actually, a lot of clubs play that number 10 sort of role. Why wouldn't you go and go, do you know what? We can whack Ben in there and he'll, he'll, he'll get us five or six goals between now and the end of the season, maybe more. And it's, it's a serious worry of mine. Like, because I don't know how you replace Garrity. You couldn't. You no. couldn't. You couldn't. Let's let's say no. Um, let's let no transfers council listen to this pod from other clubs because we've talked him into it. <laughs> if he wasn't going before, he is now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's leave it at that. Johnny, carry on, Mark for Crosby and yeah. the coaching stuff. Three, because I think the reason it's a three, and I know Steve, you're about to disagree. I think he got the eleven right, but it was a brave eleven. Um. What he didn't do, he didn't get the subs right. He got, obviously, the Deborah sub was enforced on him, the Garrity sub was enforced on him, but the person that he brought on for Garrity wasn't right. It just it just wasn't. And the, the, the subs at half-time were just... They were, they were brutal, but stupid. That's it. Because I don't know what you turn... Like, Shorrick, you can turn around and say, look... Josh Emmanuel is six foot four, built like a brick shit house. He's ran past you pretty much every time. You've tried, you, you, you've, you've tried to decapitate him once, Jack, and you were you you were that late in your tackle that I think that the ball was ball was in the other half by by the time that you you, you tried to hit him. Shorrick, you can explain that. What's he said to Ben Lomax as he's taken him off? Like unless unless that was the plan from the get go that they were coming off at half time. And they they already knew that. I don't I don't get how it works. I don't understand it. And I think at half time, once you've had an injury, you have to change that plan. You have the truth to is, why are you planning stuff like that without knowing how the first forty five's gone? If you've got a player coming back from injury like a willow and you go to him, do you know what? You've got forty five minutes and then I'm bringing you off. I can half buy that one. Even then yep. though, sometimes you've got to go, do you know what? You're gonna have to do me ten more minutes. But how can you say to two young lads, you've only got 45, even if we're 5-0 up or 5-0 down, you're coming off at half-time? Because you don't know how the game's going. At that point, Shorrock could have had Atrick, Lomax could have had two. Yeah. Are you bringing them off then? You've got to manage games as the game goes. And you can play the game in your head and go, this is how I expect the game go. I guarantee no game's gone how Andy Crosby's planned it in his head this season. Well, probably Blackpool has. Like, let's be fair. Yeah, possibly. Right. Because... Even then, I don't think that's gone as he expected. I think he was probably pinching himself when we were three up. Oh yeah, they were. But that 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 was a great team performance by us. Watch. No matter how bad they were, that was a yeah, great team performance. And that's we said we said at the end of it. That's now the benchmark. The first chance we fucking got, we've collapsed below it and collapsed in style. 
Yeah. Yeah. Against I mean, we said. Yeah. Yeah, I said, I you know when we when we signed off of the day, I said call out a great game for Vale. It, it was a really good chance to do what you said, Johnny. Follow it up, really say really for Crosby to put his foot down, stamp some authority, and he didn't fault it. Just before team selection, you said it was a brave team selection. I thought it was cowardly. I thought a braver man would have said to the young lads, "Look, you've done well, but I'm bringing some experience in." I'll bring, I'll bring you. I might bring you, and I might not. But I just don't think he fancied changing the winning team. And, and like, you know, when it, we, we disagree, but we end up in the same place. That whichever way you look at it, he ended up making some substitutes that cost him later on in the game. There's no Sharak had to come off. Lomax could have stayed on. He, he really could, and and left it and left it down the line because you all know what's going to happen to Rucci. And if he knows Ben's been injured since 2020 and, you know, Alf has gone through a lot, he, whichever team he started with, the two substitutes at half-time was one too many. And that fucked him over. And yeah. us. Yeah, agree with you both. Right, let's get on. Ref Watch, brought to you by repair-glasses.co.uk. Get yourselves over there to get your glasses repaired. Three, thought he was poor. Make, I haven't watched it back, but from in the stadium, got the penalty right. Like, got the right side of the defender from their point of view, the wrong side from our point of view. Always going to be a penalty. Alfred Devine got fucking attacked and he didn't even give a foul that ended up injuring him. Absolute fucking disgrace on that. And I can't even remember him that way, but there was other stuff he missed that was like blatant. So, three out of ten. It, for me, it was more the fact that, like, he didn't give a push at one stage and then the next stage he gives one Yak had his shirt ripped off his back yes that was another one yeah and, and he didn't yeah, see literally ripped literally yeah, ripped off his back yeah. and, I, yeah. and like I know, I know that I had a conversation with someone today because Baggers has put the photo on of Uchway because he has his shirt being pulled you can see Uchi's hand like grabbing hold of their lads it happens all the time that's what the stuff does but it's like to see not like the liner in front of us, she she won up with play two or three times. Granted, it went in our favour second half a couple of times, but it, it just like they, they weren't up to play. They didn't seem to, it just didn't seem to have control over it. But then, like mm. I said to you, it's no surprise when you see that ben, Benjamin Speedy was full official because mm. it was ref exactly how he'd ref. So, yeah, yeah, it was shad. Let's move on. Let's get through it quick because Steve's got places to go and people to see. Johnny in goal, number one, Connor Ripley. Six for Ripley. Good save in the first half. Um, and generally, Connor Ripley performance. Like the, the only one thing I want to say on Connor Ripley is that it's absolutely disgraceful to, to read what the Carlisle fans said to him. And hopefully that that gets sorted pretty quickly because... There's a line, do you know what I mean? Call him a fat bastard all you like. He'll he thrives off that sort of thing, but it's yeah. There's there's no need for that. Yeah, Steve. Yeah, it was a good performance by Conor Ripley. Um, made his saves. I mean, there was some dispute about could he have come for the second goal. I've got no idea from where we were sitting. And to be honest, I couldn't face watch any back anyway, so I, I don't know whether he could have could have done the penalty. Obviously. You, you know, you taste Paul over the pounds, but Ripley was good and he was one of the players who could walk off that pitch thinking, nothing to do with me, mate. I did what, I, what I'm here for. Yeah, with you. Moving on, Steve, right to the back three, Nathan Smith. 
thanks. Smithy was dreadful. Um, you, you can't get away from it. You know, we said on um, off the Blackpool game, Smithy's at his best when he's in a battle, like the Jordan Rhodes, when he's got when he's go, when he's going man oh man. He had too much of the ball, especially second half. Him, him and Massey, like the Keystone Cops. His passing was ponderous. He got, he got done for the penalty. You know, he, he come out afterwards and said it wasn't good enough, and he was right. He was poor yesterday, Nathan was. Just, Johnny, just before we move on with Smith, uh, Carlisle have actually just tweeted a statement about Ripley. Um, and, and I think this, I think it's brilliant, this is. Um, they, they've said that the abuse he received was totally unacceptable and we condemn it in the strongest terms. The young person making the comments does not represent our fan base and what we stand for at club. These comments embarrass and shame us all. Sorry, Connor and Son. Sorry to Port Vale. Um, and the CEO has actually rang Connor Ripley today. To, to to apologize um and said that Connor was understandably still angry and upset um and that's really sorry for it and he was able to give information and as it was clearly prolonged abuse um so they're doing the best to deal with it so that's that that's really really good by Carlisle that, that, yeah, that they've yeah. Actually, yeah fair fair place yeah. they can't do any more than that can they so well done them no yeah. the only thing you could say is where was the stewards during the game well, someone someone has mentioned that there was a steward nearby that did fuck all, but it's yeah, it's one of them. It's it's it's, mm. it's expected. Yeah, it is. Go on then, Johnny Nathan Smith. Oh fuck! I thought you'd forgot. No. <laughs> good, good. We know Batman if I don't get a mark off you. Yeah, look, if he if he'd been signed this season, everyone would fucking hate him. He's had he's had one good game, and that was that was against Blackpool recently. In three months, he was awful again. He, he went back to the old Nathan Smith, taking three, four, five touches of the ball, trying things that he shouldn't be trying. He, he just, he was just clumsy, and that 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 epitomised the penalty. It was clumsy, and I just don't, I don't know how we solve it because we 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 at this point need another cent- central defender to go with the six we've got. And how how do you convince someone to come in at that point? Don't know. So yeah, it was a two. It was it was it was dog awful, dog awful. Yeah. And next to him, Johnny was Jason Lowe. <laughs> Center off Jason Lowe, brilliant again. Um, Marshall's defense commands it well. Looks looks after it. Early doors, he, he give away a stupid free kick. Um, pretty early on where he dragged the lad down. But he, he, he just, he did everything Jason Lowe d- did. So, centre mid Jason Lowe looks lost, looks like he hasn't got the legs for it. But that I think that's because he's been playing 70 minutes at centre-half. It's not like, I think if you brought him on at centre mid, I think he'd be okay. But moving him, I think it just, it, it just doesn't work. So, it's a it's a six for it's six for Jason Lowe. Um but apart from that, it'd probably be higher if he stayed at centre half. Steve, we might have got three points or at least one if yeah. he stayed at centre half. Yeah, um I, you know, I've said the last three times that I have my doubts about him in the centre for loads of reasons, but none of that yesterday. He was good he marshaled defence well, he was neat and tidy on the ball. He does what he does with headers when he's not going to win it. He'll pull out and just and just pick up the second ball, um, and then for some inexplicable reason, 
we take him away from Marshall in the defence and shove him in midfield and leave him midfield on the bench. And that, in a nutshell, was the game. So, yeah, he was he was, he was steady seven for me in, in the centre-back. The and there we go. Yep. And then moving on, Steve, left of the back three before he went off injured was Jesse Debris. So a quick word in him, but no need for a mark because he didn't play 45 minutes. Yeah. Bruce replaced by the Yaku did, who then you can talk about more. Yeah. Um, Deborah was okay. You hear you you could hear Connor Ripley really talking through the game. I don't know if you if you got if you guys noticed. Um, he was steady enough. Yakovetti is out of form, and see, there's no doubt about it. You know, and he he comes on and he gets booked straight away. Oh no, I thought it was a fair enough booking. I did. You know, he's leading with his arm. I know the lad runs into it, but he's just stupid. And and then the rest of the game was for someone who's already can be reckless and impetuous. He's on, a, he's on a yellow card and waves something to happen. We look a lot less sound defensively with the Yak than when we've had Deborah over the last two games. And I'll put it like that, really. Johnny. Sorry, we've had, sorry, we've had Deborah rather than the Yak. So yes. Yes. Johnny. Yeah, Deborah's Deborah, and he, like, he's just, he's, he's bad that he's become our most important, like, player, isn't it? Like, a lad that we signed from non-league not at the start of the season has become our most important defender and now is probably out for four to six weeks. And that's me guessing. Like, I'm not a physio, but hip flexor is usually mus- is, is muscle-related, so we, we get the four to six-week barrier come out, don't we? Um, but yeah, Deborah was Deborah decent. Yak needs to grow his hair back quickly. Since he shaved that thing off, he, he just seems like a different player. I don't know if like we've got his brother or something, um, and the actual yak's still injured. But yeah, just he just wasn't. He's just a bit slow. Like he's a bit cumbersome, and it's just not as it's not as not as easy on the eye as Jesse. Let's put it that way. Um, so five for yak. I think it could have been better, um, but. It wasn't his worst performance recently, and that's mad. When when I've just given him a five, it shows how bad he's been. Yeah, no, I think all that's fair. Moving on, Johnny, right wing back, and you can do them both together. So for one off, it was Lomax, and then it was Massey. They both get a five. Um, I think they were they were both they were both similar in the fact that they didn't add anything going forward and. They were a bit shaky in defence. I think you can forgive Lomax that. You can't Massey. I, ju- I just don't. I just don't. I just don't get it. I just don't get the right wing back situation in that in that terms. Like I don't, I don't get why the sub was made. I don't understand why Massey hasn't come on chomping at the bit. Is it because he's been booed off? Boot booed on. Recently, I don't know. Is it is it that he's been told he can go and he just doesn't fancy it, or is he just shit? Who knows? It's just it's just frustrating. It's really frustrating. Um, and I, I I don't. I sit there and look at the fact that Sang's out, Mitch is out, and somebody's got to step up and take that mantle and. It should be Gav Massey. It should be a senior professional. 
and he just just isn't doing it. It's just it just wasn't good enough. Steve. Yeah, um, they were they were very of a very similar standard, like Johnny says, except one's playing his second league game and one's playing his three hundredth, whatever it is. Um, there was, like I said it before, Lomax should have stayed on to get because Massey's out of form. If you don't pick him out from the start, then leave leave him on the bench and leave Lomax on for say that you don't have to make the subs later on. It was stupid. Agree with you both. And let's switch to the other side so you can do Shorrock and Grant together, Steve. Uh, Shorrock had a torrid time against Jay Manuel, but that's to be expected. Um, he tried one tackle when he was so when he was so late. He um, he was half time by the time he by the time he got anywhere near him. But he's a sixteen year old lad playing against an experienced player who's big and strong and knows what he's doing. Shorrock should have been on the pitch. Um, and I understand why he took him off. I really do. Except, sadly, when Grant came on, within about five minutes, he, he left him for dead, nutmegged him and cut him back. And so what what Johnny's alluded to, or maybe not alluded to, here with Hammer, Grant was no better. So you'd, you'd take them. And I can, but I understand why he made this, so I can't, because that's what I would have done. I think I said to you, Ben's walking downstairs, that that's what I would have done. I would have swapped him. But unfortunately, Grant was pretty poor when he came on. He didn't have as bad a time as... Um, Sharik, but I think Emmanuel had gone for a little bit by then. But yeah, it was the, the two the, the wing back situation yesterday was as bad as it's been all season. Yeah, Johnny. Yeah, I uh, can't complain. Sharik four for Sharik. I think I say he showed he showed he was young, naive, and a bit bit too bit over enthusiastic, shall we say? Um, Grant five for Grant. I think he was marginally better because a couple of his good runs at the end, and he put in that delicious ball um, into the box that none of no one decided to attack. Um, but, yeah, overall, defensively was was poor, and offensively wasn't wasn't much better. So, yeah, it's, it just wasn't great. Yeah. And let's go across the midfield three, so there might be a few positives at least here. Let's start with Alfie Devine, Johnny. Um, yeah, Alfie's Alfie at the minute. Um, like he's stepped out of our blaster shadow, grabbed that mantle, and he's running with it. He's improving with every game. He's enjoying being deeper. He's better with he's better with the ball than 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 he seems to have been in a long while. He's just he, he's helping us tick, um, but he can't be part of a three man band, can he? There you go, Baz. That's a reference for you. Yeah. You have to give him a mark. Give him a mark. Seven for Alfie. I love him. I, I love him in Opie's days. Yeah. Steve? He was very good again yesterday. He's better playing deeper, which is his actual position. You'd have thought um, he's got balls of steel when he was in. I know when people say he's going back. If he didn't fancy, he could have hobbled off after 18 minutes and said, I can't play on a left leg with 10 men. But he didn't do that. He, he, he stuck it and gritted it out to the end. He's got on the ball. He's got quality. He's got a good attitude. He, we, you know, what did we miss Ollie? We'd miss Alfie just as much. And he's, you know, he's he's a credit to himself, really, and whoever's around him because he's, he's good and 
wherever he ends up, he's going to have a good career because he's got something that you can't give to people as he's got grit, he's got determination, he's got bollocks. And he's unfortunately yesterday one of only three other players who had. So you pity him, don't you? When a 19-year-old loan player is shown seasoned professionals who are playing for their careers, Alfie Devine isn't playing for his career at Port Vale. Some of them are, and should be, and he's showing them how he's done, and that reflects badly on them. Yeah. Johnny, you've done it. Steve, I'll give you another positive then. You can have Ben Garrity. Well, we've just talked him into a transfer to a top-end league one side or a mid-table championship side, and he was injured. He was our goal threat yesterday. He was playing deeper. He makes his tackles. He wins his headers. A couple of times, he could have done better on the ball, but, you know, that's that's just the nature of the beast, isn't it? Well, Ben was good. Any play-through injury, he doesn't shit out, does he? And what can you say about Ben? He's Vale's most important player for me. Yeah, hard to disagree. Johnny? Just um, as Belinda would say, he's best on earth, isn't he? Yeah. I just, look, Ben does everything right. He works hard. He does 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 his job well, helps out with everyone else's jobs, and then chips in and scores a goal. Ben, on a bad day, I would have 10 of compared, compared to most of this squad. Like... The work ethic of him is perfect. Add that onto the top of he's becoming a footballer. He's learned he's learning that central central midfield position more and more so after we've played him up front, central attacking midfield, defensive midfield, on the right of a three, left of a three, probably at centre half at some stage that he's ended up being. Like the fact that we've messed him about so much positionally, he's just the ultimate pro. He was my man of the match, fucking brilliant, and I hope that the calf's all right. I'd, I'd drive to Liverpool and massage it if he needs to. So, that's this an 8 out of 10 for Ben. Happy yeah. days with him. Yeah, with you, my man of the yeah, match. Yeah, well, but he was my man of the match as well, sorry. He was between him and Divine, but it was it was Ben because, he, because of his goal, but yeah. Yeah, with you both. And then, Johnny, the last one in the midfield was Jesse Rascal. <laughs> 60 minutes was was okay. Last last 20 minutes was was really decent. Um seemed to seem to get a second wind and, and step up a bit. Um sorry, I'm just a bit distracted. Rob Cross is on for a nine daughter. Um, yeah, it's just at his second one eighty on Mark. Yeah, I haven't even got there yet. The stream's way behind. Bloody well, well, mine is the stream. I actually pay for Sky Sports, so I've got it on Sky Sports. No, so do I. So do I. It's, 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 <laughs> I can show you everything yeah. where I am. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this might get spoiled for you, Steve, if it goes in. No, yeah, no. Don't tell. He's just on it now. Nine daughter, Rob Cross. No, he hasn't. Sorry, Johnny. Where are we? Yeah. Yeah, Ch- Chizzy last twenty minutes grew into it more so, put in the effort and and work rate of what was probably missing up and up up in front of him. But yeah, well, it wasn't his most productive game, and I think the free kick summed up his performance really. Um, so five out of ten. I just can Chizzy. I just stop you? Rob Cross is on for nine. Rob Cross is on for nine. Daughtry. <laughs> yeah, and I bet he still uh, loses the leg. <laughs> 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 Steve told you. Yeah. Yeah. 
Pretello says some sort of the quality of the dots. He's on for a nine dots, and the other lad let the checks out in 11. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the aim of the dots. Yeah. We'd have more fun. I, I would, to be honest. Really would. Where were we up to? We was talking about Chizzy. I, I just spoke about Chizzy, so it's only Steve to talk about him. Steve, Chew. Yeah, I thought Chizzy was one. Yeah, he got a five. Nice, there we go. Yeah. I, I'd give Chizzy one more six. Um, he wasn't fantastic, but I think he was He was industrious. He got up and down. He, him, and, him and Willow seem to be linking up. have got a good understanding, haven't they? A couple of times, Willow was coming around the corner, um, you know, laying it off. He disappeared a bit, but when you sent it forward, has given up, as Uchi did, and you've got a 16-year-old lad who can't really hold the ball because he's got no experience that he, he's going to struggle I thought I thought Chizzy without being brilliant and without grabbing the game by a scruff of the neck could walk off the pitch satisfied that he hadn't dialed in yeah and Steve will go to the strikers and as is only right you can have the finest oh okay that was good because I was going to batter Uchi I thought Willow was another one who did okay when he's on the when he's on the pitch, we just play better. I think he, that about sums it up. You know, his his touch, his, his everything we've always said. His touch was good. He, he laid it off well. You know, he had that shot that it, when we had our good ten minutes that cut for, for the rebound that Chizzy nearly scored off. It's a shame that he can't do ninety. But again, you can't criticise for not doing ninety because he is coming back from a serious injury. But when he went off the pitch, we pretty much collapsed. And it wasn't just down to him, but. He was one of the reasons why, when he went off, why we just fucking give it, give it away. Yeah. And a stat went round the coach yesterday. Since Willow's come back from injury, with him on the pitch, we've scored six and conceded none. With him off the pitch, we've scored none and conceded six. How's that, Johnny? It just says everything you need to know. The ball sticks when it goes up there. And he actually does something with it. And... It was again. It wasn't wasn't his finest game in terms of obviously didn't didn't score and and whatnot. But he just he adds the balance to the strike force. He's so good with the ball. He links up play well. That shot he had on the edge of the area. My only criticism is he didn't hit it first time because it sat up lovely. I thought he might have hit it. Um, but yeah, he just he does everything you need him to do. And. He needs somebody with him to help him out. And for 45 minutes, 50 minutes, thought he had that. Like, but when Willow went off, we just stopped. We, the ball stopped sticking. We, it, it was a bit like ping pong. And it, we just struggled so much without him. And I just, I don't, I don't understand the plan. I really don't understand the plan. Oh, that's fair. Johnny, carry on with Big Hooch. Um, sorry, the six. It was six for him. Oh. The six for him. But yeah. Hooch. For 50 minutes, probably his best game in a veil shirt. I thought he was busy. He was alping out. He, he was getting amongst it. And then he just died a complete and utter death. And... Like, I just, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't, I don't get how a professional footballer does that. I don't get how he, I don't get how he just forgets the basics. Then that, that, 
that pass to Willow that he tried, that where he passed it to their centre half, it's a disgrace. It's a five yard pass, and you're passing it to a centre half. Like, he, if you can call them shots that he had, were terrible. His 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 role when Willow's on the pitch is to be the battering ram, to be the person that you bounce it off, and Willow goes and picks up the space, and that's fine. But when Willow goes off, you're the senior striker. Take that ball by the horns. If you're knackered, go and stand up front and occupy the centre halves. Go and do something rather than drop him into space and then having sprint twenty yards when you can't sprint. It's just, it's just ridiculous. It, and I don't, I don't, I really don't understand how how it happened. I really don't understand how it happened. Mark, um, three for each. I just thought like. He was on for a six because, and that's what I mean. He was on, his best game in Vale City is on for a six. But that last 35, 40 minutes was just fucking disgraceful. Steve? Yeah. Um, for the first half and perhaps 10 minutes in the second half, he wasn't fantastic, but that was his best game. And that says a lot because you don't think he's going to score. His first touch is, is, he makes so many wrong decisions. He, he holds on to it when he should lay it off. He tries to go past people when he should be laying it off. But when he's, for the first 50 minutes, when he's doing that, he's occupying the defenders. You can see a point to it. You can see what he brings. And he's allowed Chizzy and Willow and them to run off and such like that. But after that, when De Pepper came on, you would not have known who was 16. Obviously, to look at him. If you'd said to me, he was 16 and he was whatever he is, 28, 29, he's played all these games. They were both making the same type of mistakes, losing the ball. Like Johnny said, go and stand up front in the middle of the centre in the centre circle. Let us hit you, and you don't have to run just hold it up and let us build a bit of possession. It wasn't even bright enough to do that. And we've had him at the club what for three months now. Either we, either our sports scientists, who are supposed to be the best in the world, are not that good, or Richie's doing something wrong. Because to look that naked after fifty odd minutes on not a particularly big pitch. And he hasn't been playing 90 minutes week in, week out like some of the others. It was, it was appalling that last half hour for Nucci. And I can't get past that. And as I mentioned you before, that bloody overhead kick he tried, well, burned in my brain, that is. Yeah. All fair. And that's it. That's the Carlisle game. Dog shit. Over to you, Johnny. Let's have a quick chat about... More shit coming up on Saturday, and then we can stop recording, and we don't have to record again till Saturday night. Then, although I have Saturday night actually. Yeah, Saturday night. Yeah. Lay off. It mates' birthday. We're going. Well, they're going up like early, and I'm going up after the veil. But I'm driving because I'm repping Sunday morning, so I'm just having a coke, and then we're going for a curry. Fair enough. Um, yeah, so we have got absolutely dreadful form chart and athletic coming up. Um, I've read this script before. Yeah, they've lost the last three. Before that, drawn three. Um, they last beat Cheltenham on the 28th of November, um, which was their, the last of their decent run. But yeah, they, they, they've lost to Oxford, Bristol Rovers and Leighton Orient in the last three, drawn with Burton, Barnsley and Cambridge. So um, they're on 11 points from 10 games, but 
two points from the last five. Um, it's it's another get out of jail card for Andy Crosby, isn't it? You know, the fixtures are coming quite nicely for him, aren't they? You know, and I know we've got a winner, but it's a winnable game, isn't it? Well, yeah, it's 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 got to be the, the pod. Alfie May didn't make the lineup at the weekend um, through injury. Um, so yeah, it's it's one of them awkward games, isn't it? Oh, they played Exvaloni up front. No, was he? No, that was what? a different can who wanted. No, that that's their lad, Daniel Canu. Uh, the one that was on loan at Bayer. No, that was Idris. That's it, Dad. He's playing the conference. Yeah. The sniffing about Johnson Clark Harris, aren't they? Let's say he hasn't signed while we're recording this. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've, seen, I've, seen, I've seen some back and forth with the Peterborough chairman saying they're offering enough money. And yeah. one of their fans saying, um, well, he can leave for free at the end of the season and him saying, well, let him, let him crack on, which is a, an interesting take. Cordy Black played at the weekend, though, I thought was one of the best wingers we've come against this season down there. Place, I thought he was fantastic. Yes, yeah, so that's that, that's going to be fun. That's going to be fun if you put him on the right against the Yak, isn't it? Yeah, and it, it's Brothers Vale's fitness coach. It is. Daniel Taylor. Is it Daryl Taylor, even? Yeah, Brothers, yeah. maybe you can have a little wave with him. And say, be shit. No, they'd be good and get the manager gone. <laughs> it's a win. It's a win-win, isn't it? <laughs> where I'm at, and cheers where I'm at. Yeah, fair. Well, yeah, you know, you know what I mean by fair. That's where I'm at. But, Don't get me wrong. The second the first whistle goes, I'll be singing, getting behind the lads and supporting Vale. Of course I will. And I did against Blackpool. And I actually walked to the ground against Blackpool, wanting a tonkin. So we got rid of him. But as soon as the whistle went, I was fully supporting Vale, behind Vale and singing Vale songs. Refused to sing Andy Crosby's Black and White Army when that came out, but fully behind the Vale. And I will be again against Charlton. But deep down, I hope we get tonked. Yeah, I think that says it all, doesn't it, for where you're at at the minute, mate. Um, but yeah, so let's go for it. What changes to the 11 would you make, Bez? I'll have a look who's playing well on the under-12s and give them a run out. <laughs> nice, well, we? we're gonna at the end of this podcast we're gonna put the Samaritan number on screen for <laughs> yeah. you yeah. know uh, Ripley and Gowell back three I'll go Smith oh Christ if, I'm assuming Deb's out which is real bad news so I'll go yeah. Smith Low, Yak who else is there Obviously, Kevin Lewis Cass Bob, isn't still out. Yeah, but... Personally, I go Barmer, but I know most people would disagree with me. But let's do what I do. I go Barmer, Smith, Lowe. Wing-backs. Grant's going to have to play at left wing-back and give me a bit. Right wing-back, fuck you now. Mass is going to have to play. I'm trying to think of another alternative. Mass is going to play. Cross the midfield. Is Divine and Garrity going to be fit? They both could be out, couldn't they, really? They both could be out, and if they're both out, what the hell are you doing then? You're playing Chessy. Walters is going to play, presuming he hasn't signed a contract elsewhere by then. Um, and you might have to get someone out the under-12s play centre-mid as well. And then Wilson and Nuke chucked up. 
Steve, any changes you'd make? Yeah, I'd replace Yak over Bomber, but it's like choosing between getting kicked in the bollocks and punched in the face. Um, I'd again, I'd have Massey and um, and Carry Grant as my wing backs oh, up front. I might be tempted to go loft. He's yeah, if he's again, if he's not, if he's not disappeared or ill. But again, I don't think there's much to choose. And in midfield, providing the fit, it's obviously got to be um, Ben, Alfie, and Chizzy. I don't see where else we can go really. Yeah, well, I exactly... can make it hard for you. Let's assume Ben and um, Alfie are injured. Um, I'd play Conlon if he's still with us, and that's not because I think he's. The answer to all our problems because he's always got Conlon, Chizzy. I don't know. Some fucker. That, that young lad is game, Bruce Dortmund. He can come and win us a game. Then we can do like Bailey. He can play one game. We can sell him for two million. Have a 20% selling clause. Then we can retire his year like Duke Bellingham. And the club is saved. There you go. That's the answer to your, to your question. Yeah, there we go. Johnny, same to you, but Garrity and Divine are injured. Um, if if that's the case, it'd be Smith, Barmer, Yak as a back three. I'd wonder if you'd do that and push low forward. Yeah, low lo, lo drop into yeah. centre midfield with, with Walters. Um, yeah, then Chizzy behind Ooch and Willow with Wing Max, yeah. Ben Low Max, and Grant. No. Fair enough. Fair enough. Not going for big Jason at wing back. Big Jason, what look are you? Yeah. <laughs> I've seen a kick in now. <laughs> might, might be able to win a few headers when Ripley kicks it out. That's one thing we did do different Saturday. We never tried a short goal kick. No. Every goal uh, kick we, we smashed it off the pitch. Yes, uh, we did we did mentioned this me and my brother we our philosophy of knocking it out from the back seems to have taken a bit of a back seat and i don't mind that at all you know no, I'm, I don't. I'm, I'm, you know we never like you say we are hitting it long getting it up to uchi a lot quicker than we ever were beforehand and and again i'm not going to c- complain about that because we've, we've all said we're too ponderous so you know we, we're, we're aiming to play off uchi which is what he's actually supposed to be good at so fair enough yeah yeah First goals. Sorry, when the split crop and sell that dream to the Alfie Divine replacement and the Oli Oblast replacement was obvious as this football inside is is a different matter, but I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Time of the first goal and first goal scorer, Steve, brought to you by avtiming.com. Get yourself signed up to the Maidley Half Marathon in April. I'll be there and I might even do some training runs at three o'clock on Saturdays going forward. Uh, Uchi, we're like Ian Acho, going Acho golf, you nice that overhead kick. Yeah. Uchi's going to replicate that. Uchi's going to replicate that on the 34th minute. It's going to sail into the top corner and we're all going to be saved. And when you finish playing FIFA, what's going to happen at the Vale? Uh, 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 maybe maybe Willow will get a penalty. Would you a penalty? But yeah. Full time score? Uh, I think we'll win one now. I think he's that crazy. Fucking hell. Johnny, 
Um, Corey Blackett Taylor, seven minutes, three nil defeat. Yes, that's more like it. (laughs) (laughs) Just before I ask you for for a positive note, um, Jeff Smith is gonna is gonna be on under the cosh. Is he postman Jeff? Postman Jeff. Yeah, Yeah, they, they popped it on Instagram stories asking for people if they've got questions. Oh, I'd have Postman Jeff back now. Yeah, I would like walking this too. Yeah. Even now, I'd have Johnny Jeff's back now. Yeah, yeah. Although we actually played with Wingers back in them days. Yeah, in this condition, 4-4-2. Four, four, yeah, 4-4-2. Four, four, fucking two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll go. Alfie may return from injury. Get first goal after 14 minutes, and I'll go 4 now. So if you want if you want a good day out, listen to Steve. <laughs> if, you want a good, day out, if you want a good day out, listen to me and go run off marathon at three o'clock on Saturday. Gonna leave with Bethany. <laughs> Some yeah. good drinking to be done. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, you've just reposted it. That's why it's just come up on my phone. Yeah, I know. I've, I've just retweeted it, mate, so don't worry. Yeah, postman, Jeff. Yeah. Right, yeah. Johnny, wrap us up and let's go watch the rest of this darts match. Do you know, the loser of today, do you know how much they earn? No. £100,000 the loser. It's all right, isn't it? The winner is guaranteed at least a quarter of a million if they lose the final and half a million if they win the final. Little's girlfriend will be able to uh, use it wisely. Yeah. But yeah, there we go. So, happy yeah, days. He gets off on you. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, you're feeling a bit better after listening to us us rant on. Um, a bit of, bit of therapy for everybody, and just to know that you're not going mental with with the views that you're thinking. Um, and if normal, you're not, I do apologise. Yeah, but as as normal, yeah. please, please, please comment. Conversize, share your views, tell us what you think we're talking shit about because it's, um, it's nice to get involved and talk to people. So, yeah, and until... if you want cheering up, get yourselves down St. John's Square in Burslem Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, he'll be open. Get yourselves a pint of A up duck in Johnny's bar. There you go. Happy days. And we'll yeah, be... well, it's like to say, yeah, well, I won't be back on Saturday probably, but you know, keep the faith, you know, in a I know, and just, just stick with it while you can. And let's say for let's say for brighter things, whatever they may be, a, a plethora of signings. That's a good word, isn't it? A plethora of signings in January. A new manager, something to give us a lift because that's what we all need, especially better. Yeah, there we go. And if not, have a few ales and up the veil. So it's full time from the pod, and we've just lost again. And now it's time for a treat. What are you looking for, Bez? Well, I'm looking at who's cost us today. Was it the ref? Was it the players? But whoever it was, cheer yourselves up. Get yourselves to McDonald's. Get yourself a Big Mac tonight and enjoy it through the app. Johnny? Yeah, there we go. So, automate delivery on, on the app. It's at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more details. And don't forget, have an ale and up the veil. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.